Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, what's going on everyone, Ryan Allen here. We got a very special episode today, it's a first time ever, and that first time ever is we're having a guest on All In, All Out. The gentleman name is Chris, we had a great conversation, a lot of laughter, humor, and of course serious topics. I believe that every one of you who listens will gain some knowledge, understanding, hopefully. And it was a pleasure speaking with Chris and having him on as the first guest on the show. And I hope that one day in the future, we have a conversation on the platform once again. And right before we get right into it, I thank all of you for taking the time out of your day to listen to what I say. Whether it's the morning, afternoon, evening, or the nighttime, I'm grateful and appreciative for your support. You can follow me on all social media platforms. They'll be in the link tree link below. Please give the show a five-star rating and or a comment, whatever you desire. And with that being said, let's get the show rolling. And we are live. Chris, what's going on, man? Good afternoon, Ryan. How are you? It's a pleasure to be here. Now, it's a pleasure to have you. I've waited for this day for a year and a half. Ever since we we spoke with one another at my old job at AT&T and I had these discussions with you about having my own show and I gave you my word because a handful of people have asked me, "Hey, when you going to let me on? Hey, when you going to invite me on?" And I've always told them, "Just give me some time." I gave my word to someone that I'll have them first a first-time guest on my show. So, y'all that's listening, he's the reason why. (laughs) Because I'm a man of my word, and I want to make sure that I I keep my word. Just because I'm a young man of integrity, and I believe that we can have a conversation that will benefit the people. So, I'm happy... And I'm glad that we finally get to do this. How about yourself? Well, it's an honor and a privilege to be on the show. I've been waiting to be on the show for a year and a half myself. I've been listening to the show. I'm a fan. So it's, a, like I said, it's both an honor and a privilege to me to be your first guest. And I'm very happy to be here. Awesome. That's very awesome. I'm glad that you feel that way. So I I believe the best way to start off this show is the first for you to give a little background about yourself so the audience know who they're listening to. So if you don't mind, you give a brief background about you, Chris. Oh, it's uh, very boring. You know, we live in an age of narcissists who, uh, you know, say they're uh, this, this, and that. Um, (laughs) I almost wish you hadn't asked me that. I'm a very boring uh, guy with uh, not much of a story. I 
come from a family of professionals, uh, college-educated. Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, you're good. Go ahead. Yeah, I have a very boring uh, story to tell. I uh, almost know a story. I come from a large um, Irish Catholic family. I have um, four brothers. One of them is deceased. Um, My condolences. Uh, thank you. Um, there's not much to tell. Uh, my father um, grew up in the projects and um, went to uh, NYU and did very well for himself. And he wanted all of his sons to go to college and get out debt free. And that worked out for uh, four of my brothers, but not for me. And uh, I wasn't able to finish college. So I went and worked uh, for the government. I worked for the TSA. And then I used that as a stepping stone to become a, a customs officer. And I did that for at JFK. Uh, they didn't pay us very much, but it was uh, the most fun anyone could ever have. I, uh, I never, I couldn't, sometimes it was so much fun, I couldn't believe they were paying us. And um, I did that for 20 years and retired. And now I'm a, a Grubhub driver. So very respectable uh, middle-class job and um, everything is fine. That's what I do. So uh, that's so, my so thing. So it's, are, are uh, you the youngest I, out of all your brothers? I do quite well. And uh, that is all very respectable in a place like New York and JFK and stuff, but it all makes out here in Greenwich and Stanford stuff, it makes me a loser. Um, oh, um, oh, I don't oh, say, don't say that. that. No, I'm the middle. No, that, that's no I, I was asking. Well, we can talk about where we live. There's a lot of people who do look. No, I, I was asking, are, are you the, the youngest out of all your brothers? No, I'm, I'm the middle. I have two older brothers and then two sets of uh, a, a set of twins that are younger than me. Okay. Okay. The only reason I ask because I I'm not only the youngest, but I'm the only boy. So right. my family yeah, was I, my. Oh, go ahead. Well, well, yeah, my family was a little bit crazy in that it was five boys, and it, it would have been nice if there was a sister in there to, you know, tone it down a little bit. I I understand that. It, was it a weird dichotomy being the, the middle child because maybe you're getting all the attention or not getting all the attention where the middle child is sometimes literally in the middle where they're stuck between a rock and a hard place regarding their parents? Is, was that your experience growing up? You know, I... I haven't studied the, the, the classic uh, middle child thing too much, but from everything that I've read, I'm the classic middle child, yes. Say that one more time. I, I haven't studied too much, uh, you know, about the middle child, but from everything that I've read, yes, I'm your classic middle child. I've experienced the, the, those things uh, that a middle child experiences, yes. Okay, and Very did you much. grow up with? Did you grow up with both of your your parents, or was it just your your mom or just your dad? I grew. Fortunately, I grew up with my mother and my father. Oh, that's awesome. 
that's truly a blessing because especially nowadays with the the feminist movement where it, it, the agenda is pushed where w- women wanted to <laughs> just go out and have sex with a whole bunch of dudes, no commitment, you know, especially on the whatever podcast, for example, you see these women when they ask the question, <laughs> what's your body count? And first of all, they're hesitant because they know that they, the amount that they have it it would consider themselves a whore, but but it it's unbelievable. It's exactly, and it's unbelievable it, it how is un, it is. We have entered. Excuse yeah, me, ahead. I don't mean to interrupt, but here we go. Are no, you good? I have. I talk about this. I talk about this incessantly with people. We as a society in the United States have entered into new territory. We are the most alone people in the history of the world where 64% of us are now alone because the women have chosen lifestyle over relationships. They all seem to right. want the top one, the top 1%, but the problem with that is there's only 1% of the one percent right and and there's 52 percent women and so they've all chosen so we're all alone it's uh, not good for them and it's even worse for the men and um apparently um only 18 percent of us come from traditional families now which is something the world is and no other country uh, has ever seen i'm surprised it's even so that high we're in new ter- we're in new territory, Ryan. Uh, in many I mean, ways, unfortunately. Oh yeah, I I believe yeah. it's all started with Barack Obama because if you remember during his presidency when he was first campaigning, even during the beginning of his first term, he was essentially against same sex marriage. And then after a while, he sold out, and then he allowed it. He was he was okay for it. And the reason I bring that up because I believe he was used as a tool towards the African American community because back in the day, especially in the black culture, oh, you were looked down upon. That that was more so. Hey, you see the pictures in the fifties, the forties. It's even the seventies, the homosexuals were typically the white people, and not to say that it was only white people that were homosexuals, but that was the, the perception. Okay. Chris, you still there? Yeah, I said okay, and I was listening to. I, I wasn't aware of that, but okay, yeah, and. I think, I think, um, well, I would say white people may be more likely to admit it and come out. Yeah. Yeah. And the only reason I, I bring that up because of what you mentioned, like where, where this is a new territory. So the genesis of, people being loose and sleeping around with whoever they want to sleep around. It started with the perverseness of same sex relations, because if you break 
the family structure, right? The traditional family where the the woman stays at home typically to help raise the children. To my mother was lucky enough to do. My father brought in enough uh, income for her to do that. Go on. Yeah, because the the days of I'm not saying your dad did this, but a guy could work in a factory for 20 to 25 years, have his 401k, retire, make enough money to not only have a home, but raise his children along with his wife. And life was great. But as you alluded to, these women want the 1% of guys, the the ones that make 100k per year, 150k per year, million dollars per year. That makes 400,000 and up and the rest of us aren't good enough. Yeah, I mean what what so is wrong? Of, so instead yeah. of a guy who can fly them to Paris every weekend, they're like, I'll just take myself to Paris uh, once a year and in between I'll take antidepressants and walk my dog. And everybody's alone. <laughs> and on my yeah. own floor, in my own floor in my building are three very beautiful 35-year-old women, all single with their dogs. And in every country, if they lived in any other country in the world, they would all be married with uh, families. But uh, in a way, you know, right. um, capitalism has contributed to it too they're more into the into the someone who's able they they all refuse to do anything but marry up and there's just not enough they're not interested in the relationship they're just interested in marrying up and then uh so we've all been rendered uh useless and it's just uh ridiculous it's um Is, and i can yeah and, and the the other thing that didn't help was uh, online dating. Uh, as uh, Jordan Peterson was pointing out, uh, Ryan, you know, unless a woman lived in a big city for the entire history of the world, she might have been approached by like courted by, you know, four to seven men in her life. The man would profess his interest and his love and court her and eventually win her. Now these women are online getting hit up by 150 guys a day. None of them are good enough for her. Meanwhile, you're 47 years old. You think you're the best thing going. What are you doing online in a bikini at 47 years old talking about, I have no kids, but but would like to someday. (laughs) You're like, "Um, when? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your cycle ran out, woman. Yeah, you're going to bring, like, Helen Keller into the world if you have a baby at 47. So, <laughs> so. That, that, That's a great point, too, with uh, the dating apps, especially the the Tinder and what else, the other, Bumble, I believe the, oh, the other one is. It's, it's It ruined dating. Yeah. It, it, it really uh, damaged relationships in this country. Yeah, but I, and also, and to add to that, I I genuinely believe the agenda that has been pushed for many years, especially towards women, with this modern day feminism. Because true feminism is, is women wanting 
essentially the same rights as men. And even going back to the 19th Amendment where women got the right to vote, they didn't want to be drafted. They said, ah, we want to vote, but we don't want to be drafted. And they were fortunate enough to get their way. So the feminism movement, in my opinion, throughout history, as I'm not going to say always, but I'm willing to bet always has been about me, me, me. But yet, you don't want to sacrifice anything. There you and, go. And, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, think, yeah think, think about it. What, what has women done legally? I'm talking about amendments being changed and, and laws being changed, such as abortion. They want these laws for them, birth control and all that, but what are they really sacrificing or willing to give up for said thing? What? They haven't given anything up. And I always go back again to the 19th Amendment. Women getting the right to vote. And they're, they're smart. They were wise about it because they know that going to the military, the army, the navy, and all that, it's a job suited for the men. Well, I can see them in the Navy. We certainly can't have them fighting in combat. They're so they're just physically so slow and weaker that they would just be getting the men killed. We don't need them there. But we, we've always needed them close to the front line as nurses and things like that. But they're too slow and too weak to be fighting with the men because they would be getting the men killed, not to mention when they got taken as POWs, they would be getting raped all day, every day. So they right. have no biz business being there anyway. No, I, I, I totally agree. And that's not to say that there is a anomaly of a certain women that could perform in said Navy, military, Army, Air Force. But biologically, see, see we got to go biologically now. Now, now biologically, <laughs> men are just suited better for said job. Just Did like you hear in, about? Yeah. Well, just like we, just like in sports. I mean, the reason that's why we have women's sports because the men would always win. So if you start, if you, <laughs> but, but, so, but, yeah, have you? Have you heard, not recently, I would say a month or two ago, did you see that story about that male powerlifter who claimed to be a woman who entered into the, into, into the female powerlifting competition? It's based out of Minnesota. Yeah, and she, he, he actually won the lawsuit because it was just considered discrimination did you hear about yeah. that uh, i didn't look at it into it so deeply but the one i like even more was the mediocre division two volleyball player who decided that he was going oh, yeah, to become a woman yeah he went to division one and he spiked the ball and not only could the girl not return it it hit her in the head and knocked her out and Ryan, and she didn't get knocked out for three seconds. She was knocked out while she was on the gurney two and a half minutes later. 
So um, wow. that's, I that's know never that happened. <laughs> yeah, that, that's never happened in the history of college uh, volleyball before. So um, he has no place there. But yet, you, you've got yeah, all these. <laughs> it's just no, no, there. Go ahead. There's, 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 no, no, no. I, I'm going to let you. Uh, yeah, and, and after, I, after, no, I was going. I was going to say. Remember the uh, the situation with the the Olympics, the swimming Olympics, where the guy ended up tying with the head female on the team. And when they were up at the podium to be given oh, the walked. medal, they gave the medal to the guy. And when the girl, the woman, had asked the the committee or the judge, whomever, why are you giving the medal to the guy and not me? It's a female competition. And essentially, it was because of publicity. You know, the transvestite move. Ooh, my bad. The transgender, if I get canceled or whatever. <laughs> well, there's, there's, I worked at the airport, you know, we, there, there's the transsexual and the transvestite. And I think the transvestite is the guy who likes to dress up as a woman just for sexual thrills. And the transsexual is the people we're talking about these days, but I'm not quite certain. But they all have something called gender dysphoria, but we'll get to that later. That's that's right. That's right. As, as speaking of TSA, you said you worked there for twenty years, correct? I, I I was TSA and then later customs. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Did you work during the the nine eleven era? The after that happened? No. No. They used to have private security at the airport before nine eleven, and they would just say they would uh, just ask you, did anybody? Uh, ask you to carry anything for you, and they would x-ray your bag. A TSA came as a result of 9-11. It was wow. a new department established uh, in the Department of Homeland Security after 9-11, but it took a couple of years for them to set it up. Okay, because, because my understanding of going to the airport and the whole process was essentially you can catch a flight at any time. You literally could be running through the airport. There'll be no scanning required of what you got in your bag and things of that nature. You could buy a ticket on the fly, hop on the plane, and get to where you need to get to. But you're saying that after 9-11, that's when TSA came in and obviously what we have now. Yeah, but you can still do everything you just said, but you're throwing a lot of flags. Um, if you, one-way tickets are always a flag. If you use cash, that would be a flag. Uh, buying a ticket at the last moment is a flag, but none of it is legal. All of it is perfectly fine. And before 9-11, yes, they, they still did screen bags but they didn't do, go through the whole nine like tester explosives and put you through ex, ex, you know, uh, machines. And it was, it was uh, less intensive of a security process. Mm -hmm. and, but, and how, how come after 20 years you decide to 
they hang up the uniform. You just time to retire. You didn't enjoy it anymore. Twenty you know, years is a long time. Are... No, I enjoyed it. I miss it. But you know, in civil service jobs, what people tend to do is you work twenty years, you get a pension, you get out because uh, you get a twenty-year pension. pension. So you got yes. And I went. I went for a. Uh, I, I, I was going for a second civil service career. I was in line to become a train operator on the subways, and I tried to get a job as a custodian uh, in the city. So I'm open to a second civil service career. But for now, I'm just driving around for Grubhub because, ironically, I make more doing that than I did working at the airport. Really? I couldn't believe it. I mean. I know I'm not going to talk about what I I'm not going to talk about what I make, but I know Grubhub and I don't make anything close to this. But I know Grubhub drivers who who sit in the car for 12 hours a day, six days a week, which is no life, nothing I'm uh, I'm willing to do because I don't have to, but who pull in two thousand dollars a week. Wow, that's unbelievable! And I never it, knew Grubhub could make bank. Well, and the thing is, is it's if you the money you make from Grubhub or Uber or whatever you do is um, if you see the right accountant, they make it like you made no money. So this guy who's making a hundred thousand dollars is making a hundred thousand dollars tax tax free. So it's really like I don't know how much you'd have to earn to keep a hundred thousand, but it'd have to be like have to be like a hundred and twenty or hundred thirty or something. But uh, that this isn't what the show's about. Let, let's get back to the more interesting stuff. When I was an Uber driver, I got deactivated from Uber and Lyft because I got a ticket for distracted driving. And both Lyft and Uber check your driving background, uh, your, your, what they call your driving abstract, and they're they're very strict. And Uber has too many drivers, so they're looking to deactivate as many as they can. So one ticket for distracted driving. And I was You're uh, breaking yeah, up a little uh, bit. I was saying Uber is very quick to deactivate drivers because they have too many. And if you get any kind of moving uh, violation, they deactivate you. So I got a ticket for distracted driving and I was deactivated from Uber and Lyft. But before mm -hmm. I was deactivated, but back to what we were talking about, we were talking about the trans movement. Before I was uh, deactivated from Uber, I took these four surprisingly normal young men in from Greenwich to Columbia University. And they told me that they, they have over 100, maybe 150 students on campus who are gender fluid. And they come in on different days, different genders. And they have almost a hundred different genders on campus, and it flows oh, into, and Ryan, it flows into every subject. Like it comes up in chemistry class, they work it in, and somehow they work it in in like math classes and sociology and history, and and people get fired up. If you come in one day, you're a boy, you you have to call him he. The next day, if you call him he and he's a girl, they're like, don't you ever, and I'm like. It's the media pushes this stuff and they're trying to make us believe stuff that is absolutely insane. And I myself, I won't do it. And oh, no. uh, I refuse to, I refuse to believe it. I have friends that are woke and I'm like, 
you know, I'm able to disagree with people. That's another problem in this country. You know, the founders and people up until fairly recently were able to disagree and still be uh, friendly with each other. My friend, I have a, my very good friend uh, thinks there's a hundred genders. And I'm like, I'm like, you think what you want, but I'm like the, the, the media is first of all, Ryan, I don't think the media cares one bit about uh, trans people because trans people are, are, you wouldn't want to be born that way. They're troubled people who have a mental disorder and it can't be That's easy right. and it cannot be easy. And I know that Bruce Jenner has it and suffered with it his whole life. He was my idol growing up, and I feel bad. And, and um, I don't think the media cares one bit about trans people, but for some bizarre reason, it's all they talk about. They spend 30% of their time talking about less than 0.5% of the population, and they celebrate something that can't be, it's not pleasant for the person who's experiencing it. But now they've crossed all lines, forcing it on kids. It's, it's confusing enough to be an adolescent. And they, they, yeah, they're, they're doing certain They're grooming them. There, there you go. These, and so already people are letting these irreversible surgeries. It's just insanity. Run amok, and it's 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 disturbing and sad, and it's it's so it's embarrassing uh, to be an American these days. I can't get over it. I can't get over it. The trans the trans the trans movement, uh, in my opinion, well, you were you were talking about uh, women's rights. It tramples on uh, women's rights. All over the place. And my God, and, women aren't even allowed to have their own bathrooms. Well, that's yeah. the thing. You know, we, we, we don't want to. <laughs> we don't want to discuss the audience, so we won't get very graphic. But you know, you know, public men's rooms aren't very pleasant, and the women's bathrooms are much cleaner. And I myself have, from time to time, when I could, when it's a single-use bathroom you know, went into the women's bathroom because they're much cleaner. So I've spent a lot of time in Brooklyn. And when they went with my friends in Brooklyn, and when they when they went to the all-gender bathrooms at the public bathrooms in Brooklyn, what they did was, um, uh, I'm trying to think of a word is, uh, you know, what they did was ruin, ruin the bathroom for every woman in New York City. Yeah. Their previously clean bathrooms now look like the men's rooms. And so now the women can't use the bathroom in New York City because of uh, maybe like 0.2 or 3% of the population that's never going to use them. So, yeah, the, the formerly clean female bathrooms in New York City can no longer be used by the women because they're disgusting like the men's rooms are. It's just beyond belief. Yeah, and, and there was a story... I, be, I believe a year or two ago, it came out that a girl got raped by a guy in the bathroom who claimed to be a, a girl. A and the school hit it because they yeah. didn't want that quote-unquote bad publicity. I, I mean, it, it, yeah, it is. That, yes, and Ryan, they sent him to another school and he did it again. He did it again? Yeah. I did not know that. Wow, I, I I I 
Maybe I'm mistaken, but I, I believe he did it again, yeah. No, I, I wouldn't put it past the guy. I, when I when I tell you, Chris, and we we just, we have many conversations <laughs> that when when I was growing up, and again I graduated high school twenty sixteen. For all my years up until that point, even in college until I would say the very end, I don't recall a time where myself or my boys along with anyone else ever discussed about transvestites. It was either you were straight or you were gay or a lesbian. This is and even, and even back then, we referred to lesbians as dykes and, and, and gay as, as homosexuals. So even Over. political correctness took that out. <laughs> but well, the transvestite... I don't again. I don't recall when that was discussed. So just to see how things are now, where we got even more than two genders, not even a hundred, just the fact that we got more than two, supposedly, is wild. Too funny. Mind boggling. Mind That's why I don't say mind. transgender. I, at least I, I try not to say transgender because me saying transgender is essentially admitting that there are more than two genders, which is obviously male and female. You, yeah, it, it, well, it's just wild, Chris. You could not make it up. So what I was, um, I, what you just said that was hilarious I, is that well, you said we back in the day we called them dykes and homosexuals. No, we called them dykes and maybe a word that begins with it with an F. And that's another ridiculous thing. So F. that's all. That's all. That's all. That, that, that's the other one too. <laughs> I uh, ain't want to say. Another, that's another interesting um, topic. Back in this country, back in the 1960s. Are you still there? Uh, homosexuality, uh, which is clearly, you know, clearly is technical uh, against nature, uh, but a certain but, percentage of the population, as what we I were guess, talking about, seems to be born that way. I suppose. How maybe can you have choice, a society I I, nowadays? In this country, at least, seems to me where the there are more than two you know, genders. If we're, if we're going to be a civilized, you, you, you could people, be. I, I mean, I even saw on TikTok against these people let's a while back. Up. Let's not make them live. That a person was filling out a job application online. And they didn't even have the option male or female. I don't even remember the other pronouns or whatever that was listed in that category. Gay pride parades. And... It, it, it is so sad how the media so when I think of has things that I celebrate, I think of things like Christmas, this nonsensical when my brother has agenda a on our I kids go down the list of to the point where they get so insecure about themselves, but I just, where they nation, want to 
have plastic surgery, they want to chop off their genitals, their breasts, they, they want to get all sorts of co cosmetic surgery. Uh, the, the trans movement, which and, not only... And even in Canada, on women's rights, you can go and do that at a certain age. And you don't even need the parents' consent. So it's just, uh, I'll hand it let alone one in Canada. I didn't even saw or at least heard in the news recently about Canada once again that they ban intercourse sex, sex with animals. But now supposedly you can have oral sex with an animal, which again is bestiality. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, we are such in a wicked world. We are in the last days, <laughs> you know. We 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 are in the days where men will be prideful. There will be lovers of themselves. There will be boastful, according to I believe Second Timothy. Ryan, are you there? I believe it's chapter three. Actually, I'll read it real quick. I'm gonna go find it. I mean, it, it, ladies and gentlemen, that's why Ryan, we need to wake up. We need to get right with God. Because we are, again, in the last days. I amen, can't hear you. Amen. Amen. We, we got to get right with God, people. Because if we ain't right with God, we are wrong. Plain and simple. And I'm going to read it real quick. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, conventious, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient parents, unthankful, unholy. Women sleeping with women, men sleeping with men, that's unholiness. Plain and simple. And I'll continue. Hello? Where I'm at. Without natural affection. And again, if you go back to the book of Romans, Hello? chapter 1, verse 27, I believe starting at 25 or 26, God goes on to say that it's unnatural Hello? for a man to be with a man and a woman to be with a woman. Hello? Plain and simple. That is written. And then, continue on. Without natural affection. Hello? Truth breakers, false accusers, incontentment, incontent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God. And I'll stop right there. Ryan? Lovers of pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, lovers of pleasure. And that's all lesbianism, homosexuality, that's all pleasure plain plain and simple i i'm gonna pause this show for a moment but we'll take a break and i'll see if i can get chris back on so don't go nowhere we'll be back here on all in all out
Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. We had some technical difficulties, but we are good now. Uh, Chris, just to speed you up on what I was talking about while we were having those technical difficulties, I was ex- explaining to people that it's just unnatural. And, and and the fact that we we live in a society where this agenda is pushed upon our children, and and to the point where it causes men and women, particularly the children, to be insecure about themselves to the point where they want to have plastic surgery, cosmetic surgery, chop off the genitals, chop off the breasts. And they and puberty blockers, which is something I didn't mention, hormonal blockers as well, that they don't realize, they genuinely don't understand the consequences of those type of choices because it's a choice that you can't come back from. You know, once you <laughs> once you chop off certain things, you can't grow it back. Like a, a a fruit on a tree. Anyone uh, you, you get you can put a you can put a fake one there, but it ain't gonna function right. You can have fake breasts on, but they're not gonna feel the same. Then they're not real. And I, I was also mentioning as well that I believe in Canada, in Canada, that a child in their teens, I believe, can go to a a surgeon and request that they have some type of pill or shot, whether it's a testosterone booster or a hormonal shot or a puberty blocker without the parent's consent or at the very least one of the parent's consent. And even if the other parent disagrees with it, if only one parent agrees and is okay with the child in question having that surgery, that shot, the doctor will proceed without said operation. And and and, and also telling people that we are in the last days <laughs> where where people will be blasphemers, lovers of themselves, they will be unnatural, do unnatural things. Yeah, I mean, it, this is real, and we gotta wake up. So that's that's what I was saying while we were having those technical difficulties. Any response to that? I have re- two responses to that. Well, when you say we okay. we are in our last days, I don't know if the world's. You know, I'm hearing a little bit of an echo, but I don't know if the world's in its last days. But this country certainly is. We're, I don't know how it could get much worse. And, um, yeah, I have lots of responses to that. The um, you, you were just saying that um, – what was your main point there, Ryan? I, I, I just uh, – I lost it for a second. You, my, my main point is that the trans – gender movement. Oh, yes, I, 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 got, I got it. Yes, my feeling on that is it's surreal. 
I cannot, I, I really can't believe it, uh, what's going on in society. And I feel like, um, well, uh, I'm not politically correct, but uh, I don't know how to do it, but I have to do it a little bit here because if uh, I said what I really thought should happen to anybody who was involved in doing those sort of things to a children, it's, it's just not allowed anymore in our society. So I can't say what I actually think, but I most certainly think that obviously any parents or doctors who are involved in doing that, that sort of thing to a uh, letting a, a, an adolescent make a decision like that is obviously, I think those people are insane, wicked, evil, and most certainly should be in jail. Their children should be removed from them and put in some kind of group home. And um, the fact that it's legal and it goes on is just so disturbing. I went into the Acme market in uh, New Canaan a few weeks ago, and there was a young man in there who uh, what do we call them? Um, uh, man boobs. I mean, I have them, but I'm 55 years old and I'm not transitioning. I just am overweight. But this, 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 this right? I don't know how to wait to transitioning, but I earned it. I'm 55. I'm 55 years old. But uh, this guy, this, this young man was in high school, and I don't know what his name used to be, but like he had changed it. Now, now he's like Edith or something and he he his were not man boobs you could see he was transitioning and um they were breasts and i'm like i just um his i just wow. i was like his parents should be in jail the doctor should be in jail i doubt this can be reversed and i just hope i just felt so sorry for this young man and you believe he was a child? Yeah, he was a minor. He was a he was a minor. Okay, yeah, definitely the parents should be in jail. Oh, yeah. very good. I'm glad you feel the same. Yeah, and the doctor. And the doc. Yeah, and the doctor. doctor's job. The, the Hippocratic oath is to do no harm. And I'm sorry, but if you give a young man a chemical that makes him grow breasts. You have most certainly done him harm, and you should lose your right. you should lose your license. So it's it, it's insanity. I'm embarrassed. I just it's embarrassing to be an American. I I suppose I, Chris, Chris, but 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 they listen. You're you're affirming their truth. Yeah, you know that's how they feel. I'm also I also um, went to college, and I <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. What's that? What's that? What did you say? I must have missed it. I was being sarcastic. But I say you're 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 not doing them harm. You're affirming their truth. That's how they feel. Yeah, they're on board. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so you know, this is, this is, what's what's fascinating about it is there's always been, you know, in Thailand, the they they have what this phenomenon called lady boys, and they're given this special place in society. I haven't quite figured it out yet, but being, I don't know if they're, they're men who. Chris? Yeah, I'm here. You, you broke up for a moment. Yeah. We start what you were saying? In Thailand, they have this phenomenon of the lady boy. 
and it's a man who dresses up as a woman. He has a special place in society, and it's been going on for thousands of years, and I don't quite understand it. I heard about that. Yeah, I don't really have a handle on it. I'm wondering how that fits into all of it, because they're into it there, too. But I don't think that... They're they're, perverse as well. They're, They're celebrating a man dressing as a woman, and if it were vice versa, it's still perverse. I don't care about traditions. I don't care about culture. I also, I agree with you. I think they're going less far than us. I don't think the the Thai version of it is, I I think that I am a woman. I think their version is is I'm a man who's dressing up as a woman, which I could cope with that a little bit more than the other one. So yeah, it's still perverse and evil and bizarre and but you know, these are troubled people. Yeah, they got a problem, as you said, a a, a, a dysphoria. Well, yeah. Well, at the uh, well, listen, talk about trampling on women's rights. The TSA was so into being politically correct that we had to pat down a passenger as they appeared. So I'm going to tell you something disturbing and something funny at the same time. So I never met a single TSA officer, supervisor, or manager who agreed with this. and It made us all angry. If a man, so we have the transvestite, right? That's not the one who thinks he's a woman. That's the man who likes to dress up as a woman and, and gets a sexual kick out of it. They don't talk about them. Right. They don't talk about them anymore. They say... They have, it's all about, I feel like a woman and they pretend like there's no sexual kink to it, but there is uh, for a lot of guys. So if a man is a, yeah, now it's just, oh, I feel like I'm a woman and they don't mention the guys who don't feel that way. They just are perverts who like to dress up like women. So that's a transvestite. They never mention them anymore. I worked at the airport in New York City and I've seen it all. And we were told to say, not I've seen it all, but I, I I have literally seen it all because people go through machines and we pat them down and this, this, and that. So in a normal world, just like with the police, men pat down men, and we've always needed women police officers so women can pat down women when it's not a dangerous and emergency situation. They will call and have a woman police officer pat down a woman, and that's very appropriate. So... That's why we have them. And so, but at the airport, they would, they were so politically correct that they would show us videos that we have to pat down the person as they approach. So they were basically not only trampling on uh, my female coworkers' rights, it was beyond that. So if a man came in dressed up like a woman with like socks in his bra, acting feminine, and um, we already know that he's a man because we've seen his penis in the machine. And he uh, alar- <laughs> alarms. And he's like, oh, hey, sweetie. Uh, your girl's here. A girl has to pat him down. Oh, God. And that made us all very angry. We're like, she should not have to touch this man. It's borderline her getting groped. That's number one. 
Then the funny story is this, and this isn't political, this is just funny. I was working the metal detector, which we used to do. And a lesbian, or what you used to call a dyke, I don't know if she's a lesbian. I'm looking at a guy I think is a United States Marine. <laughs> he walks, this woman walks through the metal detector and alarms. And I'm like, okay, sir, I'm gonna have to put you down. I pat you down. Please put your arms out like this. And I start patting this woman down. And all of a sudden, I, I pat down her breasts. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm patting down a woman. And I go, I, 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 I'm like, uh, Mar Margo, can you finish this pat down for me, please? And I walk over to my boss, who's an ex-police officer. And I'm like, Terry, I'm getting fired and I'm going to jail. I just patted down a, a lesbian that I thought was a woman. And I just patted down a lesbian that I thought was a man, and he cracked up and he said, "Well, you took her as she approached." Right. <laughs> so while we while we didn't like it when it happened to the women, we thought it was quite funny in that instance. He no, he said, "No, you took her as she presented." I was like, "Right, I thought she was a marine, Terry." So there's a little a little airport. You know, it should never be that way. That, that's a funny story. Yes, yeah. It should never be yeah. that way. You, you people should know the distinction between a, a man and a woman just by looks. That's why I'm not for women having short hair. Women throughout the dawn of time have always had long hair, and typically the men have had shorter hair. If I if I if you and another woman was walking and I'm behind the both of you, I should be able to tell the difference between a man and a woman. <laughs> yes. Not both of y'all have short hair and I pull pull one of you around and say, hey, sir. And, oh, my bad. I thought you were a man. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. And spe speaking real quick, this actually was a story that happened last month. Did you hear about the story at the JFK airport? Uh, probably because uh, uh, that's the airport I worked at. So I usually listen to when I see news about it. I usually look in. Tell me. Yeah, a a tr a a man who identifies as a woman, a trans woman. She supposedly left sobbing at the airport. You just called her shit. Because, you, you, well, trans woman. Oh, it was a woman who if, if I did, I, pretended she, it was a, it's a man saying she, he's a woman or a woman. Yes. I was a man pretending she's a woman. Oh, okay. okay. My, my apologies. You, you No, no, you called her she, and I don't think you meant it. I wasn't correct. Oh, no. Thank, thank you for correcting me. Yes, I just wanted to. And the guy. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate I, that. I, I, just, I just wanted to make sure you knew what you were saying. Yeah. 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 Trans woman. Mm -hmm. And the guy went up to the TSA line to get patted down, and the worker didn't know that it was a guy right. and when the 
the worker was patting down the gentleman, of course, the person thought that, eh, not a problem around the vagina area, but ended up touching his testicles. Yeah. Oh. And the worker freaked out. Uh-huh. And then the guy ended up crying and bawling out and ended up making a complaint. Who was patting him down? A woman? Uh, let me... Yeah, it would, me, it would have had to be yeah. because us men are quite familiar with feeling that. On the back of... Yeah, it was a she. On the back of her hand, of course. Yeah, a woman patted him down. Right. So when we uh, when the men pat people down, we go up the leg. Uh, I don't want to get graphic on your show, but right. So it would be a woman. Uh, so I'm pointing out exactly what got us so angry. That gets me angry right now. No woman should. That's the equivalent of her getting broke. Right. I did hear about that. And that's what I just told you. So she presented a certain way and some woman had to go up there and was horrified by uh, feeling some um, freak. And I could throw in all kind of other words. A testicles, and she now she's going to be scarred for life and have to go into therapy, and all in the name of political correctness. Unbelievable. It's very sad, and and you you as you told the stories, you've seen this happen in person. Yeah, we all hated that policy, and it just happened. I mean, we would be like, why should these girls? This dude's walking in here. We all know he's a guy. He's dressed up like a woman. He's calling everybody, oh, hey, sweetie. He's letting us know he's a girl. And he's going to alarm. And one of these girls has to pat him down and has to pat him down knowing that he's a guy because he's presenting as a woman. This Who cares about his feelings and political correctness? This is aviation security. This is a guy. And a guy's going to pat him down. A woman shouldn't have to do this. This is almost like saying, like, it's, it's, it's almost like her getting broke. Because when we're doing pat downs as men, we go up the leg and we're going to feel the side of the testicles on the back of your hand. I hate to sound gay, but you get used to it like a doctor. And then you go up the other side and they're there. And then you go on the back on, on their backside with the back of your hands, uh, so it's not as uh, uh, intimate for them. And um, right. no woman should have no woman no should woman. have to do that. When you're a man, you're the a first man. few weeks. When you're a man, the first few weeks it's uncomfortable, but you get used to it. So it's just to institute a policy like that, that to tell women they have to pack down men. Just because the guy showed up and said that he's a man is just truly insanity. It's heinous. And it's insane. It's, it's and it's, I show, what if I'm a pervert who wants a woman to touch me? So Chris puts on a dress right. and shows up and says, hey, I'm a man. And I put a piece of metal in me, so I alarm. And I, I, and I get to be patted up and down all over my body every intimate part by a girl by policy of the United States government. Have you ever heard such a thing in your life? And, and, and that's what causes <laughs> such a domino effect. And you open up a can of worms to to the perverts and the, the twisted mind of 
many individuals out there who that's a great point you mentioned what if a guy doesn't even want to get on the plane to go somewhere wants to be touched by a a woman head to toe they could woman and say hey i'm here i want one and then according to the policy the woman would then need to pat him down on every this is actually a similar yeah on every sensitive area of his body it's terrible and there, there was another story out there that came out recently where this college guy claimed to be a a woman and ended up gaining access to the the alpha omega the sorority thank you the sorority group and the guy claimed to be a woman ended up being a part of the group and there's stories out there that he saw the woman uh, a woman get undressed it got a hard on and ended up covering his 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 junk and that the guy claimed to be a lesbian you can't hear me i i i can i can hear you well you can't hear me chris you you hear me Chris. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are having technical difficulties again. So we'll take a another break. So don't go nowhere. We'll be back here on All In, All Out. technical difficulty but we're gonna get through it we're gonna push on because because the the show will keep on rolling mm. without a doubt so for me what you were saying chris comes. that's right that's right we're not gonna let some wi-fi or technical difficulty <laughs> stop the show i know that for sure uh, well, yeah, I was actually I was saying about the, the perverts walking through the, the guy. Oh, yeah, he 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 now claims oh, yeah. to be a lesbian, <laughs> which now he likes women. <laughs> you see how backwards and perverse society is. Yeah, so it's like a, a guy claims to be a woman, and now calls himself a lesbian. Actually, side side story. Well, but before you, do, oh, go ahead. My old hero, Bruce Jenner, right? So he's a trans. So he's saying he's a woman, but he's attract. He's still attracted to men. So I don't know. No, he's a woman. He's. Wait, was, I can't even keep up with it. Is he gay or straight? I don't know. I don't know what. <laughs> <it is>. <laughs> <laughs> I can't well, even. I don't even understand uh, <laughs> terms, but um. Go on. You were saying it was very interesting. Back, back to the guy. He, wait, are, are you saying that Bruce Jenner claiming to be a woman is still attracted to women? So therefore, he's 
Is that what you're also said? So he's a les- so he's a lesbian now. Also, he we, is he? No, he, he he's just a man. <laughs> right, but we so we, we, we but by by his and their agenda, right? Because so technically now he he's also a lesbian, but he doesn't say that. So right, I don't know. I'm just it's so, it's just also hard to figure. So you were talking about the airport story, ironically, because. It was a big uh, bone of contention at the airport. Right. But I, I was speaking now with the the sorority group situation. I don't recall where it's happening in the United States, but I did hear about it in the news. And again, the oh yeah, the side story. It's the side, the side story. So one of my sisters... I'm not going to say where she works because <laughs> I want her to keep her job. <laughs> but the, 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 this guy transitioned all the way and still ended up dating a female. You see, it's yeah, you, you just said the, the guy transitioned all the way, from a male to a female all the way, and still ended up dating a woman who is a lesbian. Okay, well, she has more wrong with her than he does for dating him. That's for sure. And then um, these are very—it's very hard to keep up with all this stuff. So. Um, so that means, okay. But you, but you see how crazy that is, where I, I, the guy still ended up dating a woman. Yes, I do see him. And, yes, and, and, and he transitioned. He can't go back, Chris. Yeah, so what was the... And it, and so, yeah, it's it's like I'm, I'm not really even smart enough to understand. It's almost over my head. So here we have a guy who transitioned into a woman and now is dating a woman but can't really mm-hmm. do anything because his sexual organs don't work in that way. He can he can urinate and stuff, but I doubt he can the poor no, the... they're they're a, a lesbian couple, I guess. The poor man. <laughs> I, I recall having a similar conversation at my job. And the conversation came up randomly where the question was asked, if you are a a guy or a woman and you transition to the other gender and you end up dating <laughs> the opposite sex attraction, so for so make it easier, if you're a guy and you transition to a woman, now, as a quote unquote woman, you're dating a woman. Are you a, a dyke or are you in a heterosexual relationship? And Chris, every person, probably with the exception of one, said that they are a lesbian couple. Yeah, these poor kids. I, 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 when I heard, because, because I see these videos online of 
different individuals asking people on the street those same questions, people evangelizing and whatnot. But when I actually heard it in front of my face, in conversation, I I was genuinely speechless because we we are truly in a society where this crap is pushed and, and shown throughout social media and the television. It, if people still watch television, it, it, um, it, it the, is the cable industry is going out. It is propaganda. It, the way uh, the, uh, the way they do in North Korea. The way they've done in, in in Nazi Germany, they have people believing things that are absolutely ridiculous and insane. And Canada, Canada is is trying to enforce legislation that that says like you you have to refer to people by the pronoun that that they want. And I I haven't studied it deeply, but like that's going into territory that is very. Uh, North Korea-esque, very Nazi Germany-esque, like it would be like if you asked me to call you, refer to you as uh, she, her, uh, hers, and I was like, no thank you, Ryan, I'm just going to call you um, Ryan, and and that somehow that would be a crime or something, I don't know, but it's, um, uh, how old were these I believe it. Yeah, were they all, were they millennials and younger? They were, I believe, they were Gen Z, Gen Y around there. Yeah, I'm like not between surprised. the age, age, between the age range of thir- I would say twenty four to thirty, that age range. Ryan, I'm not surprised. I I'm stunned by how everybody's uh, on board. I'm hearing an echo of myself. Um, I'm stunned by how everyone of a certain age is on board. They're appalled uh, if you're not. I am. And I'm stunned by um, not only that, I'm stunned by the softness. Um, but it's all a part of it. And um, what I've come to realize. You said the softness? The softness of the, the, those generations. I, I, I'm really, it's something I've really noticed and I've looked into it. And something that I think is also going on, and uh, I've been amazed with how soft genera- generation, I couldn't believe how soft generation the the, uh, the millennials were. I'm like, who are these people who can't stop talking about um, homosexuality and the LBGT community that didn't used to exist? And I, at first I was like, there is no LGBT community. What, what are they talking about? But they've created uh, one apparently. And I'm like, and these kids, they're so, they're, they're also so soft. I can't believe it. But now they have, I see 20 year olds who are so soft. It's stunning. They're like prancing around acting feminine and they're actually softer than the girls. The girls act feminine because they're supposed to, but they're absolutely tough. These guys act like girls, but they're not tough. And I'm like, now you guys are now softer than the women. So um, I've looked into it, and it's not just something I've noticed. The way uh, children have been raised, at least the um, right. not everybody, the helicopter parenting that took place in the last two generations 
has I've talked about it with my doctor, and then after he told me, I went and researched it. The helicopter parenting has caused boys to um, come out of puberty with testosterone levels of old men. So I'm like, oh, so when I see these kids prancing around and uh, acting like women, it's not just me. They actually don't have any testosterone. And he's like, yeah, it's a problem. And um, so then I uh, someone explained to me very succinctly that each generation since the greatest generation the world war ii generation in this country has become progressively softer so you have my grandfather's generation he'd be in his hundreds now who was the world war ii generation very tough men and my father's generation who are tougher than me then there's my generation then there's the millennials who are like two times softer. Then there's Generation Z who are just running all they care about is trans, uh, you know, the trans movement and like don't even have no concept of, act, of acting like a man. They're like, you know, oh, you're a toxic male. And then, and I don't know how it could get any softer, but there's an expression that I don't know exactly how it goes, but to the effect that we're, we're in for something bad is going to happen. Somebody's going to come for us and, and they should, if they want to, they should come soon enough. The army is concerned about it. They were like back in the day uh, that when they had a draft, they could accept like 98% of them. They'd have to disqualify some of them for a psych, some of them for medical reasons they can't see or they have flat, fat feet. Now the army's aware that they could, um, they couldn't take two thirds of these kids because of obesity or low testosterone. So I don't know what's going to happen coming next, but each generation gets softer. And um, I don't know where I was going with that, but it's uh, it's quite unbelievable. So <laughs> you, you imagine you're 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 lined up in the the army in the beginning of boot camp, and, and the sergeant said. What's your name? Sorry, what's your name, General? She, her, sir. That's what I'm saying. The Army's even talking about going woke. What are they going to do when you get off the bus at boot camp now? Be like, okay, let's have the trans people over here. We'll have the gay people here and the straight people over here. I, I mean, come on now. So anyway. You opened up a can of worms, man. Yeah. I don't know what I was getting at about that with the generation, but they're definitely, oh, the expression I was getting at it. So one of the reasons why these kids are so soft and have the luxury to talk about insanity is because those hard men who fought World War One and World War Two created these soft conditions that these kids live in. We... We have a problem in this country with relative poverty, but we have zero real poverty like there is around the world. We do have relative poverty, but everybody's got a roof over their head. They have cold and hot water. They have stoves, oven, heat, air conditioners. So people who think they're poor here aren't really poor. And it's just relative poverty. And then we have a problem. We have a problem with relative poverty in this country, and it's a disgrace. But that, that's a different issue. But um, – the expression goes something to the effect of hard men create good times, good times create soft men, 
soft men create bad times. And if these men keep getting softer, somebody's going to come for us. Bad things are happening. Say that, say that one more time. That was good. Say that one more time. But slow, slowly. It's something to the effect, and it's related to what I said about the World War II, the greatest generation. Each generation has gotten progressively softer because of the, the nice, safe, comfortable environment that they created for us. And the expression goes something to the effect that hard men create good times or good conditions. Good times, good conditions create soft men. Soft men create hard times, meaning somebody's going to come for them. And then this is how the cycle works. So war is something that is constant and stuff, because believe me, you know, the Russians, the Chinese, the Muslims, whoever's going to come for us eventually. Now, I'm not being paranoid. I don't know when it's going to happen. I doubt it'll happen in my life. But we know in 500 years, you know, all, all dynasties come and go and this one started started uh, falling apart in the 60s and we're well into it so yeah so now we have nothing but mostly these soft um kids running around so the expression is something to the effect of hard men create good times good times create soft men soft men create hard times and then the cycle goes like that and and I, that totally makes sense. Even the first part, hard men create good times. Yeah. How I take that is hard men, meaning that men that work hard, they take care of their families, they 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 do what they need to do, not only to quote unquote survive, but also provide. Yes. For themselves and their family, which is going to create a stable home environment, a stable life, and a stable well-being Well, for everyone. Well, I want you to take it that way. But the way I, I meant it is that I meant that the, the, the men who fought in World War I and World War II, they graduated high school, they got handed an M16, and they got sent over at 18 years right. old to to see horrific things to kill people missiles grenades rockets bombs this that the third world war ii if we had lost world war ii there might be german flags flying over us now and no there would be german flags and germany was close if, if, you're, if you're into history germany was close i mean for example, Correct. the Battle of the Atlantic. No, thank you. You're the first person to say that. I read an I read a a, 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 a a fiction a fictional book called Fatherland about if we had lost World War Two, there, there there would be German flags flying over here. So what I meant about hard men is those men who fought World War Two. Let these kids live this soft life. We're over here, good conditions and everything. And then also what you said about hard men. The men, those men were hard. They worked hard. Guys from uh, my father's generation, like my father, the greatest generation is World War II, right? My father's generation, their, their sons who grew up in the Depression and after, they're known as the silent generation. Those guys don't complain. They don't, they don't, they don't like, like 
my father couldn't wouldn't cry to the to the point where it was too much and i felt bad for him but they don't express emotion they just do what they got to do they go to work they're hard tough men now my generation is obviously uh, softer than them but still so much harder than the millennials and these z right freaks the millennials took like two <laughs> steps down in hardness. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, we were like, what is yeah. this LBGTQ stuff? And you're right. I mean, I could, your co, it doesn't surprise me, your coworker's story. They seem to almost all be on board. Yeah. I remember Jesse Ventura. He once said that if this generation, had fought, because it, it was during a time when he made the statement I'm about to say it was during a time where my generation and I will admit sometimes I am ashamed to be a part of this generation because of what they represent as a whole I, I, I'm keeping it real good <laughs> and and what was I what was I gonna say oh yeah and it was during a time where a lot of my peers were resistant to wearing a mask. Now, I'll be the first to say, I I understand it. I wasn't against it because we needed to do something. Not that masks worked because of the virus, but we needed to do something. At the very least, put, show some effort physically. And my peers weren't willing well, not say, not necessarily they weren't willing, but they were very apprehensive of wearing a mask. I mean, if you're into wrestling, like the WWF or WWE, remember the wrestler Kane? That say it again. That that dude wore that dude wore a mask for almost his entire career, but yet my peers don't want to wear a mask for. At most seven to eight hours a day for the the work day. Yeah, I, and Jesse Ventura yeah. said that if this generation have fought in World War Two, we would have lost to Hitler. And I believe him. I believe because those guys and certain gals, they sacrificed so much. During right. that time, 1939 to 1945, they sacrificed so much for this country. Right. And the fact that they, this generation, is complaining about a mask, it, it, that just speaks for itself. Ryan, the fact And those that, were, as you said, they graduated from high school, and now they're learning how to shoot M16s. <laughs> Killing hundreds, killing hundreds of people, seeing their buddies' legs get blown off, their heads get, go flying. And so what Mr. Ventura said is an understatement. If this generation fought World War II, they mo most certainly would have lost. Are you kidding? The, the war might have ended sooner. <laughs> Let and that's sad that you even say, but the truth. The men in this country used to be tough, but let's if the, if the Russian tanks came rolling in here, 
in, in, in my, these, the kids in my neighborhood be calling the concierge saying, um, there's tanks outside. Can you do something about the kids? They'd be hiding under the bed. There would be no reason. <laughs> the army would be outside passing M16s out to nobody except guys like 45 and up. So, yes, the Russians they, they, would They're probably be doing... They're probably you, doing yeah. TikTok dances with the M16s. They'd be <laughs> they're they're posting on, on, on Instagram for the clout. Yeah, no, they'd be like, Mom, I, I just hope it goes quick. I hope a missile hits the building quick. But yeah, yeah. oh, the they're, they're, they're doing a walk. Yeah. They're, do, they're doing a walk and, and they're carrying an AK 47 and they got the phone in the air. Say, hey, we're in Saudi Arabia. You're about to head to this part of Saudi, everybody, but it take down some Saudi Arabians, and then a, a whole army comes out of no. Let's say Iraq, Iraq, Iranians that come out of nowhere. That oh, and they drop the phone and they they, they hide and cover or whatever. I, I mean, yeah, listen, man. I uh, it's the, the boys in every country in the world got to be tougher than than the boys here. So. I mean, I've spent a lot of time in Ireland in my life, and let me tell you something. It, like, how many years, just for the record? No, I, I, I just used to see. I spend my summers there growing up, so I've been back and forth to Ireland with my mother twenty-one times, and um, I, okay. I really don't want to get uh, too much into it. But I mean, like the difference in both friendliness sure. and toughness between the two are ridiculous. Like. Um, it's just ridiculous how soft the American boys are these days compared to the boys over there. And at the same time, the boys over there are nicer. Uh, so it, it's quite um, interesting. But, um, and I, I think that goes for almost any country. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you were speaking real quick about how the the Americans when they were essentially coming out of high school and M sixteen they immediately listed in the army. Imagine the Japanese people. I mean they were just little kids. I I, I plugged this docu series before and I want to share with you if you haven't watched it already. World War Two in color on Netflix. If you are into history, I've watched a lot of clips. I haven't seen. I strongly recommend. Yes. Oh, yeah, Chris, you gotta watch the documentary. It's at least for me, it brought out such a different perspective. Me too. On World War Two, because it's one thing to see it in black and white, because I believe when people see films or movies in black and white. They look at it more of a from a nostalgic perspective. I, I couldn't. But when you more. see, if you decide to watch it, World War Two in color, it is humbling. I've seen clips humbling, of it and I, I couldn't. I couldn't agree with you more. It's completely different. Yeah, got gotta watch it, people. Gotta watch it. I tell you one scene. It is one episode when they were talking about the Holocaust and to see those bodies in color at those concentration camps 
Yeah. It's unbelievable. I even, when I worked at AT&T, I spoke, uh, well, yeah, I spoke and I was helping out a lady who grew up in Germany. And she told me a story where when she was in high school, they took a field trip to the concentration camps, or at least one of them. And I had asked her, what what was going through your thought, what was going through your mind that the fact where you were walking on, the land that you were walking on, was a place where innocent Jews were being slaughtered for no reason, all in the name of Hitler and dictatorships. And she essentially said that it was it was very emotional. And it was very sad. Like yeah. people don't understand and I and I tell people, Chris, if they ask me if I can go back to any time in history for a week or even a couple of days, I tell them the 1964. Civil rights. And some people said, what? You want to go back to 1964? Civil rights. Where your people were being abused and things of that nature? And I say, yes. And I and here's here's why. I believe my people, the black people, they truly don't understand, and even me, to an extent, we truly don't understand what our people went through for a, a sacrifice in order for people such as myself to have the freedom that we have nowadays because of what they did. The trials and tribulations that they went through. People like Miss Tubman from one of your previous shows? Yeah. The Virtuous Woman. Mm-hmm. And that's another movie I recommend anyone watching. Yes. Tub- I, think, I think it's called Tubman. Is the title of the film. Any, Especially the women need to watch that movie. Because what she did during that time by herself, by the way. Ooh. It, it, it laid the foundation for African-American women. It laid the foundation because she became, she, she was before C.J. Madam Walker, the independency, willing to go from, I believe, Maryland all the way to Pennsylvania by herself. Well, God was with her, but physically by herself well god was with her i like that you can't you can't make you can't make that stuff up well ryan you can't and actually yeah i well i just like to tell you and your 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 whole audience your whole uh black history month all of the shows were fantastic uh miss parks and uh, malcolm x and uh muhammad ali dr king it was uh those were all great shows, and everybody should listen to them. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate that. Yeah. Black, black history, yeah. it's important to me. And in case you didn't know, what I also do, and I've done it for, I believe, the past 
two years, two to three years, is that every day during February, Black History Month, I post at least one fact about a African-American historical figure. Because what I realized in college is that Black history is not taught. We always hear, at least when I was in school, we always hear about the Martin Luther King Juniors, the Malcolm X's, the Rosa Parks, who's a fraud. Oh, who who else? Oh, and the Muhammad Ali's, the Michael Jordans of the Ms. world. Parks and you, now I'm embarrassed. You're like, who is a fraud? You know, who's another fraud, Mother Teresa, but we won't go there. Mother Teresa. <laughs> I read a book about her by Christopher by Christopher Hitchens called The Missionary Position. <laughs> Talking about. <I> <laughs> That's a that's a title. Yeah. That'll sell. That'll tell you what he had to say about her. But anyway, go on. Yeah, and what I realized is that again, not many other historical figures were discussed or even taught about. And even when I was in school, those historical figures that I mentioned, those were the only ones that we discussed because Black, quote-unquote, black history was only a topic for one month. But doing research and discovering different historical figures that were such integral to our society, such as a C.J. Mountain Walker, a, a Carter G. Woodson, and, and, many, and many others. And oh, it's something that I, I'm passionate about at the very least, to spread the information. And, and and going back to wanting to, if I could spend one week in any era, it would be the 1964, because one, I get to experience the civil rights movement. Yeah. But more importantly, I get to experience how it was for African-American people. I, imagine. Nowadays, if you were to say what I'm about to say, it would seem crazy. But that's how it was back then. And which is, you can't use a certain sink. You can't use a certain bathroom. You weren't allowed to eat at a certain restaurant. I mean, if you ever seen the movie 42, which is a bioptic on Jackie Robinson, there was a scene in that movie, let alone his whole career which is very sad and courageous of what he did. Sad because of what he went through. And I believe he died early because of all that stress and caught up to him. But anyway, the one scene, him and his teammates, they were at a gas station filling up gas with the, the team bus. And one of his teammates, oh, and while the gas was going into the, the bus, one of his teammates had asked him or asked the owner, hey, may I use the restroom? And the owner was white. And the owner said no. So Jackie Robinson said, stop the gas. We'll get our gas somewhere. And once the owner realized that he was serious, he told 
the the teammate, go ahead. Go ahead. You you can go ahead and use it because he didn't want to lose out on that money. Mm. I mean, that's how it was back in those days. And I, I wish I could have experienced that even just for one day. So I truly understand what minorities in general went through. You know, Ryan. For the betterment of the country. I hear nowadays. I hear you. The Irish had a tough immigration into the United States, too. And if you'll forgive me, and I hope this doesn't offend you, the Irish people are the black people of Europe, and we're treated that way by the English, who think of us as a different race. And this, yeah. this country, the white Anglo-Saxon Protestants that were the slave owners in this country, and who established all the Jim Crow laws and all the discriminatory laws against African Americans are are the people are the same people that went around and conquered uh, the whole world. And I don't feel this way, not me. And Irish and English people get along as individuals. I think I told you this uh, off the air. As a people, nobody hates the, the right. English like the Irish. And so we have issues with them that go back way further than, uh, than the, uh, the uh, system they set up here that discriminated against African Americans. So uh, Irish people are with you 100% on, the, on that. And um, that's why I found the Black History Month so um Interesting, and uh, they don't teach the Irish experience in schools uh, anymore, and I, I wish they still do, but they used to, because you know all about the Irish need not apply signs, and and um, you know we we, right. we we weren't thought of too highly of either, but um, you know it's, uh, we came as refugees because we were uh, two million starved to death, two million came here in English in England uh, watched it and laughed when they could have uh, given us food. And it was kind of like a genocide. So I understand where African-Americans are coming from. And, um, you know, I have solidarity with you guys on that. And um, because we don't care for uh, the system, you know, that type of system. Like no Irish people ever owned any slaves. And um, yeah, it's a, it was, it was, this country was built on slavery. It's outrageous. It's unbelievable. But, um, you know, we were the first country to make it illegal. So that's a good thing. And um, speaking about slavery, I hear that slavery is at its all-time peak right now in places like Qatar and Dubai. And um, so it's still going on. Oh yeah, those African countries. I heard either three, and I don't want to sound crazy, but I heard either three or like 30,000 sub-Saharan Africans were brought, were castrated and brought to Qatar recently, passports taken. I've seen videos about this and um, they are slaves in Qatar and they built Dubai and I've just read that slavery is like at an all-time high. It's not something that was just created here. It was uh, made illegal here. So at least there's been progress. You know, we went from slavery to 
President Obama, but it is a so there's been progress, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an ugly story. Um, uh, people don't people don't realize that slavery didn't start in America. Slavery started in Africa. It started where blacks were slaving other blacks, and then just the blacks were selling it off, selling off their own people to the white man, as many people. Any racist would call them, like the Hebrew Israelites, the uh, certain Muslims and whatnot. Well, exactly. Uh, my, my, uh, I call her my aunt Rosette. Is from uh, she took care of my dad. She's part of the family now. I've told you about her. She's from Cameroon, and I've been learning about Africa for ten years uh, through her. I'm like an Africanologist uh, because of her. She's taught me so much, and she's the one who taught me that the. The, the the slaves who were sent to the United States and to the islands are were prisoners of war uh, be, from tribal warfare uh, that was going on in what's now Benin and Togo, and um, right, yeah, we're so you know you a lot of blame goes towards the uh, people who bought them, but. There's blame on the other side too. The the people who sold them. It's it's, it's an ugly, human. I you know it's just the history is uh, the story of uh, man's that uh, you know cruelty to man. Right. <laughs> I, I I was told once. That's <laughs> so true. Yeah. Well, I, one thing one thing that I was taught about history and why it's one of my favorite subjects, if not my favorite subject is if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it. And that's why I encourage people. I'm not saying people have, need to be historians about certain subjects, but at least have basic knowledge, excuse me, of recent history. I mean, there, there, Chris, there are people out there that don't know what sides let me rephrase that they don't know the two sides of the civil war i watch videos they right they're people mm -hmm. that don't even know who was on the allied side i watch videos and they're like um they ask them how many states are in the united states and they don't know oh god or they're real? like, what is the capital of the United States? And they're like, wait, wait, I know. Um, it, uh, it, yeah, I, on college campuses. And I've also I've also watched the funniest one. I, All that money, that was a brick. The, 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 um, yeah, the other, uh, oh yeah, I can't think of examples now, but the funniest one I ever saw on people going overboard with political correctness was they were at Yale. And I'm sure that they were only showing the people who said this, and probably a couple hundred people said no, but they were like, do you think we should take the word white out of white Christmas? Do you think that that's racist? And like, they, had like, <laughs> they had like 10 or 15 people who were Yale who were going like, yeah, yeah, I, I think we should. I think that you're like, dude, we're talking about snow. So, yeah, yeah, America, you know, I found that, um, uh, this is the last time I mentioned Ireland, but I found that 
in Ireland, and a guy was telling me that in his country, I forget which country it is. But, you know, Americans are super uneducated. The, the public school system here sucks. And oh, when, right. when you meet people from other countries who only have high school degrees, they're more well-read often than people who have college degrees here because all they teach them in college now is about being LGBTQ. Like, I don't think they, they study anything else now other than they just talk about that. As far as I can tell. No, I, I agree with that. Even if you look at the women who come from different countries, they're a lot more traditional than the women of America because the traditions, the moral traditions from other countries, they, they are still in place because of laws and proper morals and etiquettes. Even in Uganda. Okay. Did you okay. see that news a while just back? wanted to bring that up, but first let me comment on what you just said. I'm very excited right now. I just uh, sure, I sure. just happened to have met a woman from another uh, country, and um, uh, well, let's not make it about me. Yes, the women of every other country have traditional values. The women in this country are lost. We talked about it before. So we, w we won't have to rehash that. But the women in this country are lost. They've chosen the materialism. That, it's, it's sad. The women of other countries do have traditional values, whether it's the part of the world that you come from or it's Europe or I think anywhere. And um, we just live in this madhouse where everybody is uh, right. nuts. And then you wanted my uh, comment on Uganda about how they just made it. If you even, if I know it in Kenya, Kenya is very progressive for Africa. So in Kenya, they have said it's not illegal to be gay in Kenya. It's illegal to commit a homosexual act. And the president of Kenya has said to Christian Am Amamkor, "We have more. Uh, we have different concerns than in the United States." Gay rights is of zero importance to the Kenyan people. We are more concerned with disease, with having clean water, with feeding ourselves. And should this become an issue down the road one day, we will deal with it then. And, um, but I hear Uganda is not so uh, progressive. And if you say that you're LBGTQ or if you're gay, you go to jail. Is that what you're referring to? Yes. Yeah, I'm not sure, Ryan, that I think that I would go that far if I were in charge of things. But um, I uh, I wouldn't go that far. But I would really wish everybody here would shut up. So I would like to meet, you know, somewhere in the middle. I don't think that if you identify as gay or LGBTQ, I would put you in prison for. I did see that. I don't, I, I don't think it's for life, but you do go to jail. The only reason why, and again, I'm not. But there are eight or nine countries. I put in, Everyone in has South the right to do what they want to do. Yeah, go ahead. No, excuse me. I was just going to say. Oh, go ahead, Chris. I was just going to say that there are, I think there are eight or nine countries. Saudi Arabia is most definitely one of them where you get the death penalty if you do. 
Oh yeah, because it's a Muslim country. Yeah, right. I don't okay, support. Okay. I don't support the death penalty. Yeah. Oh, but even but for any reason, why is it? No, why is it that when Obama was in office, he told Africa, I remember, I know to get along with with the the LGBT the alphabet agenda. And if they don't, they're going to cut resources. And same thing when Biden went to office. He did the same thing. Why is it so important to this country? Yes. Especially to those two. That they got to force another nation. Essentially attempt to force another nation to have this agenda. Hey, Have you ever seen the... The documentary, What is a Woman? No, but what you're talking about, about Obama and what he said in Africa is very near and dear to me. And we're going to, we'll probably discuss that, um, that in more depth off the air. But no, I haven't seen the movie, but I, I, I that, that, that's a big topic. Oh, no, we, we, we talk now. I, I'm very good friends with a human rights. I'm, I'm lucky enough to be not very good, but friends with a famous, quite famous um, human rights activist from Kenya who, who okay. fights against um, certain traditions. And Barack Obama has mentioned him, her, in his speech. And um, she fights against things like female genital mutilation, uh, child marriage, and some other disturbing things. And Barack Obama... Okay, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll leave that alone. I I understand. It it, it could get too deep. (laughs) Right. So Barack Obama mentioned that in his speech. And he said that those were ancient traditions and they have no part, no place in 2020. And they were taken taken aback by that. I'm not taken aback so much by that because I tend to agree. But when he started telling them they needed to embrace the LGBT community, I'm like, oh my God, well, what are you, what are you nuts? You, you think they're going to, they want to turn, they want to go crazy and act like us? I mean, it's just, I could not believe it. He's going over there and telling them who, these people whose values are completely 100% the opposite, how they should think. It, you know, it, 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 rem- it reminded me of, a, I have a friend from uh, Chechnya in Russia, not a friend, but he was a waiter who I know very well because I, I eat at this place for lunch all the time. And I told him back to the soft thing, I, yeah. I, I told him, do you, t- do you talk to your friends back in Russia about how, on WhatsApp, about how soft the men are here? And he's like, no, 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 no. He said, they already know. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I believe it. When I was growing up, it just used to be like they were nuts just in California. Now it's the whole country. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but have you seen that documentary that mentioned the What is a Woman? No, but I'm going to write that down along with the. the um, oh. Tell me about it. The World War II color. The World War II. And there's two of them. There's. there's yeah, there's two of them. Man, when you see that documentary, Chris, it it's so eye opening. And the documentary, it, it it's narr not narrated, but the 
the person who is the protagonist in the documentary, his name is Matt Walsh, and he's a conservative political commentator. He's very passionate about the 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 topic of genders and things of that nature. And it goes I'll give you <laughs> I'll give you one snippet of it. He he has sat down with a a woman. I forgot where the title was, but she explained the the origin of transgenderism and other things related to that. And it's so perverse and sick. Yeah. It's probably a documentary I, I'll never watch again because it's that disturbing. Oh, oh no. you watching it for the first time. It, it's so educational. It, you'll learn a lot. And- and you'll have some humor and, with. And where can I find that on Netflix? <laughs> oh, what is it? It's technically on. It's on Daily Wire Plus, but I'll show. I'll show you. I'll, I'll leave it at that. It's wicked and crazy. And speaking of that, um, not to switch topics one hundred percent, but that reminds me of. No, reminds me of how you and I met. You. I remember we met when you were working over at the wireless store, and uh, we all know how that business can be. I, I, I enjoyed your podcast about the wireless store very much. Remember when we met there? There's some evil going on over there, too. Some evil and wickedness. It's not yeah. just- I, I, don't, I don't remember the first time we met. I don't rem- but I do remember the second time. We were sitting... Say you enter the door, and we were sitting on the far left while two of my other colleagues were sitting at the desk. I, I do remember that. And we didn't even explain how we met. So is at the time I was working at the wireless company, as Chris alluded to. And Chris came in interested in upgrading his phone, doing the trading promotion. And he ended up getting, if I remember correctly, an iPhone 12 Pro Silver. Nope, none of it. I am, think, I, am I correct in that? I think it's a 13 no. in black. Oh, maybe, no, 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 maybe it is silver. Maybe the case is just black. Yeah, go on. It, right, is that, go okay, on. okay. See, I, 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 I got good memory. Yeah. And we, I helped him out. I end up getting him the discount as well because I believe a teacher or something of that nature. Uh, because be, so I hooked him up with that. Because I was a federal officer. Yes, yes. And and I told Chris, I said, if anything goes wrong, I got you. I'll help you out. So something did go wrong. And... His phone ended up not getting delivered right, at a certain right. time. I presume someone I stole it. I had forgotten it. that. No, it ended up showing up months later. Oh, it did. Yes, and I called you, and I said, "Should I, re- I sh- should I return this?" And you told me yes to call them. Months later, after what I say were- to you, I forgot about that. I had forgot. I had forgotten about it too. Yes, 
you and I, as you said, we got. Well, what did I tell you? To give it back? Yeah, you said send it back because they had already given me the new one. So go on. I don't want to interrupt you. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. So he he told me. So Chris told me that his phone didn't come in. I checked the tracking number and anything. That's that's the second time when you came in. And my colleague, one well, of my colleagues, the walrus. Yeah, that, the walrus. What was it? The walrus, the rat, and the snake. Everybody, everybody who's listening, please listen to the wireless. It's called the wireless episode. It's one of many great uh, podcasts of Ryan. But go on. It's the wireless. Yeah, it's, it's called the wireless. Yeah. The, 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 the walrus, the rat, and the snake. Go on. <laughs> yeah, I. That 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 tattooed uh, woman. Um, yeah, yeah go, the devil. The, uh, and, and and the second time you came, that's when I was helping you while figuring out what was going on. Yes. And I didn't tell you this part. I never told you about this because I I just I don't like to show off what I do. So so you gave me information. I called AT&T regarding your phone to see what was going on. And they told me that it just got lost in in travel. So what I did for you, Chris, that you, I never again, I never okay. told you this. I I paid for the sales tax of the phone that you have now because that's just a requirement. So you could get your phone oh, oh, that you have right. now. Okay. They ended up, so they ended up reversing me for it. Okay, wow. But yeah, I, I did well, that this is what it... because I, I wanted to make sure that you got, you got your phone. You see, Ryan, that's what and makes said, you such a, a special guy. That's see, there, there's that's out. That's true altruism. You, you, you did something special, rare. I'm touched by it right now, and you didn't mention it. I'm very impressed. You know how impressed with you I am yeah. as as a person, but I, I, I'm touched by what you just told me. But we're on the air, so I'm just. We'll just continue. I did not know that, so thank you very much. I was going to offer, you know, I tell you I owed you some money, but wow, thank you. Go on. No, you don't. Know. <laughs> it's years ago. I'm not talking about the store because I already, I, I, I knew it was a CD business anyway, but that store proved it. So, um, go on. Yeah, and so you sent me the new, that, right? You have to pay. I made sure. Yeah, the sales tax, and I made sure that they were going to ship it to you immediately. They did. You came back. You, I helped you set it up. I gave you one of my screen protectors because we have the same phone. That was and then nice of you also. Yes. we just continued to chat, yes. and now we're here. When I <laughs> that's told- how, that's how we met, folks, and that's how we we continued our. Our, our friendship. Yes. And it, I, I'm, and I'm very it's glad. It's been a pleasure ever since. 
You're one of the most impressive young men I've ever met. You have a way about you that is, you have a way about you of a, like a 40 year old man, but you're only about 24. You're very wise uh, for your age, Ryan. Very mature, very wise, very serious young man. I think you're going to go far. And maybe in radio, because you've got a great show, a great podcast. And I, I'm really honored to be your first guest. One of the episodes. Oh, it's a pleasure. One of the episodes, if you don't mind, that I found very uh, interesting and confusing was this WWE, WWD, WWE, um, um, well, yeah. UFC merger. Yeah, I was just shocked that you watch. I'm shocked that people still even watch wrestling when we have real fighting now. <laughs> like, I got it before the UFC. <laughs> But now that we, yeah, so that's all. Yeah, it was a pleasure for me too. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why real quick while we wrap up because I don't want to take more of yeah. your time. So we'll touch on that, and we got so much more to talk about. But that's for another. Yeah, day. I mean, with with pe people, I'm not saying you were doing this. I'm not saying that at all. But there are people that I've met, especially in my 20s who put down professional wrestling and they say it's fake. Look, I don't get offended by it. I'm not a professional wrestler. Professional wrestling are movies and television shows. The only difference is they're usually are one take, one takes because they're I live. While with movies, you get messed up how many times. And you you can shoot the movie. While with wrestling, it's predetermined. They are taking bumps. They do get injured. Oh, they're incredible. So I I don't say well, it's fake, but it's it's choreographed. Yeah, it absolutely is choreographed, and it's predetermined, as I mentioned. So when people say it's fake, why do you watch it? My comeback is. Well, movies and television shows are fake. So why do you watch it? Well, the, and then they shut their mouth. In that regard, what you're seeing is not fake. Just the idea that it's an actual fight is a fake. But just don't tell my great grandmother because she would have got really mad. You, you, you could, you, you could not convince her. What's it gonna do, brother? Oh yeah, the Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. <laughs> no, but Chris, it's been a pleasure. I had fun doing this. We will do it again at some point. If you're if you're down, I'm down. I most certainly am. Ladies and gentlemen, the pleasure was all mine. All right. Do you have any? Any last comments? Any last statements? Do you want to give people your social media username if you have any? I don't know if you're into social media. No, I'm. I, I'm specifically not into social media. I have no social media. I just want to tell everybody that you have a great show. That uh, everybody should listen to it. It was an honor to be your first guest, Chris, uh, and uh, to be your friend. And uh, oh, I will talk to you soon. We're Thank just you very much for having me. Oh man! 
We're just getting there. No, but I I I enjoy the conversation with Chris. I do I am gonna get him back on real quick because I do want to conclude with him. So don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Okay, Chris, you still there? Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. We're going to push through it. We're going to get there. <laughs> Who, me and you? Right. Chris. Can you hear me, Ryan? Can you hear me, Ryan? Yeah, I, I can hear you. We li- We're not on the... We're literally right to the end. But uh, what, what I was saying, do you have any last statements, any comments that you want to give? You want to plug in any social medias? No, I have nothing to say other than, than it was a pleasure no, to I be have here. nothing to say other than, than it was a it was pleasure an honor to be, to be your here. first guest. And uh, I had a lot of fun too. And uh, I had a lot of fun too. Awesome. Awesome. I I had fun as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we got for today. Stay blessed and stay well balanced. Thank you. Peace.